big sky, big potential. This is Eastern Promise. Marie Antoinette wanted them to eat it. Boris Johnson was keen on having his both ways. And they do say a balanced diet is having a slice in each hand. So, let's separate the sunken centres and banish the soggy bottoms as we look at where you get your cake-based kicks in this week's... Crowd Sorcery. Yes, crowd sorcery. First off, congratulations to the newly installed Chief Operating Officer of Norfolk Chambers of Commerce and friend of this very podcast, Jack Weaver, on his new role and on his brilliant recommendations, individually wrapped for freshness. Says Jack, I really don't know where to start on this one. I've got such a sweet tooth. The brownies at Macarons and More are pretty fierce. And I'm always partial to a fig bar dessert. I also had a very pleasant cream tea at Byford's in Holt recently. You know, I did wonder whether the fierce brownies to which Jack refers are a bunch of mean girls hanging around the entrance. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jamie Dady, factory support at Condimentum, helping to produce the finest ambient ingredients, agrees with my recommendation of the cakes at the goat shed at Fielding Cottage. Proprietor, one Sam Steggles, Nuffield scholar and former guest on this very podcast. Yep, says Jamie, I'm all for Sam Steggles at the Fielding Cottage goat shed. Uh, failing that, Bakerholics in Attleborough. Another vote for the goat shed comes from Cat Downs, conference and events coordinator at the University of East Anglia who is taken with the number of recommendations for Fielding Cottage's finest. But she also points out maybe North Sea Coffee at Cromer or, bringing it back to the home team, the Sainsbury Centre for Visual Arts at the University of East Anglia. Back to the Norfolk Chambers of Commerce now, in the person of Amy Wright, event account manager, who admits, now this is a very tough choice, but there is a lovely bakery and butchery just near Banham Zoo in the Appleyard Court. All homemade, great shortbread. Thank you, Amy. Though, I confess, I am slightly alarmed by the idea of a butcher's just near Banham Zoo. Has anyone done a head count at the zoo lately? Animals and keepers? Hmm. Next up, Penny Bartram, Associate Strategy Director at Vice News and trustee at Norwich Film Festival says, I love how I'm so high up on the list of people tagged this week. You know me so well. Guilty as charged, Penny. So many to choose from, says Penny. So I'll have to limit it to this week's favourite, which was at St Giles Pantry in Norwich. As we're back in Norwich, it's another vote for macarons and more in the Royal Arcade from Michelle Chambers, Business Development Manager at Chaplin Farrant, who also admits that eating any kind of cake anywhere in the east of England is pretty much up there. Matt Skipper, whose job it is, to connect businesses and individuals with legal expertise for Mills and Reeve. Cafe 30 Cakes are mwah, says Matt. And I shall be getting more of their calories, he says, when they open in Chapelfield Gardens on my way into the city. I think you'll need an early start, Matt, as I anticipate a lengthy queue. Founder of Hemp Innovations Limited, Simon Blackwell, meanwhile, likes his cakes fun size. Says he, it's got to be, got to be, 
The Cuppy Hut on St. Giles Street, 01603 531146. Finally, let's pay homage to the ever-genial gentleman of business, Brian Bush, whose type 1 diabetes sadly precludes cake. However, Brian is never one to curtail the pleasure of others, so whether it's a Black Forest Gatto or a Pineapple Upside Down cake, enjoy it and please do consume responsibly. And that's all we have time for. Much like a Victoria sponge, this has been a jam-packed episode. I have been and will continue to be Mike Rigby. Next week, I'll be joined by the Chief Executive of the East of England Co-op, Doug Field, OBE, to discuss why it's never been more important not only to be a values-based business, but to stay true to those values, no matter what other pressures may exert themselves. It only remains for me to thank Chris Bruce, Julian Huppert, Paula Rogers-Brown and all my interviewees from Cambridge Tech Week. To Adam Thorpe and Matthew Stewart of the East of England Local Government Association. And thanks as ever to Engineer 49. Now, true story. Yes, it is a true story. Engineer 49 told me that he once asked his father, Engineer 21, to explain why thunder always comes after lightning. And lo, the answer came that even God has to wait for a sound engineer. What? What? Ugh. And thank you to you. I'm really grateful to you for your company, and I'd love you to get in touch and tell me what you think about the podcast, what you want to see in the future. All views are welcome, particularly if you're listening from outside the east of England. Get in touch with me at mike at easternpromise.site or contact me through our website, easternpromise.org.uk. Click on contact and be sure to tick the box to sign up for our newsletter. I'll see you on episode 64, but until then, bye for now. Eastern Promise is a Priors Croft production for the Eastern Promise East Anglia Community Interest Company.